This is a rebroadcast of my radio show, Astrology Today, which aired on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. Welcome. You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahaman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome. This week's episode has been pre-recorded on Saturday, the 19th, on my computer, tried to use the studio, but hmm, technically I'm still challenged <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so as you can see, the studio is in the background. Anyway, uh, this is episode 62 and is for all the Capricorns out there. The past year has been particularly rough on them. And if you say why I'm not a Capricorn son and it's been rough, you might just have a personal planet like the sun or like the moon and the ascendant. Um, in Capricorn. And all of us, of course, have an area of our life that is governed by Capricorn. Okay, 2020 began with a pileup of Sun, Mercury, Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto, the South Node, all conjunct, and with a major conjunction of Pluto and Saturn that rocked the structures of our lives. Mars caught up and added intensity, backed off for a while, then came back for the last half of the year to agitate the Capricorn stellium of Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter. Obviously, other planetary things came in and out through 2020, but 2020 will go down in the history books as a pivotal year. A return to normal is probably not possible in 2021. Uh, the planetary mix of 2021 is not so one-sided as it's been in 2020, but it's definitely not a return to normal. But meanwhile, back to Capricorn. Uh, Capricorns, gratefully, will only have Pluto there in 2021, um, who will be mopping up, doing its Plutonian thing, um, uh, until he too leaves Capricorn in 2023. So if you were born late in the sign of Capricorn, then obviously, you know, you and Pluto will still be doing the dance. Okay. Now in 2021, the fixed signs, we, you know, Capricorns hand the mantle off to the fixed signs and go, yay. I have a Capricorn moon, so I'm one of those going, yay. Um, and so the fixed signs will now host the major shifts to come. Uh, and I'll be doing, uh, of course, a kind of a year overview um, for the last episode of 2020. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, yeah. Meanwhile, back to Capricorn. Um, okay, so just a brief outline of some of the themes that goes with Capricorn. Um, I like to say the buck stops here with these folks. Uh, I'm talking in its pure form, right? If you had sun, moon, ascendant, etc., all in Capricorn, then you'll probably know what I'm talking about here. Um, they're all, they also like control, rules, structure. And this is the energy that forms the structure of civilization. The desire to sport, 
to support life while it grows. Um, and Capricorn, of course, in that mode is um, opposite cancer, which is the birth energy. So between that polarity, um, we have humans coming into form and building, you know, the structure of who they are. Capricorn is also associated with bones, um, you know, so that kind of energy. Um, as big cycles go, uh, the Jupiter-Saturn cycle has been in Earth for the last 200 years. So if you come to the end of an era, change will happen. And in particular, so we're going from Earth signs, Capricorn is among those, along with Virgo and Taurus. Okay, and uh, apparently Capricorn was hired to take the predominant hit at the pivot point. Um, could have been Taurus, could have been Virgo, but no, no, the big conjunction happened in um, Capricorn and the shift is to air signs. Now this transition is probably like no other in fact. Um, I mean, this obviously has happened in the past. Um, it's about 800 years for the Jupiter-Saturn cycle to complete and start back in with the same element. Uh, but we weren't so connected, um, you know, so that the feeling of the whole planet shutting down and stopping way back in, if anyone can remember back to April, <laughs> you know, when all of a sudden all the planes stopped flying and, you know, yeah, I mean, that was, that in and of itself is new. Okay. And so the other thing that that brought to my mind is the structural web now is global. Think supply chains, right? And chains are structural. And those all had to make major shifts and are still making major shifts. Um, think of the incredible amount of money that people like Jeff Bezos are making. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Capricorn is a cardinal sign and to its benefit, they can start anew to build a new order. So, you know, we're not just going to toss the Capricorn energy away and not use it. No, we'll be using it. Um, but it's going to have to adapt to a new world. Um, and that world apparently is going to be more conditioned by the air element. Okay, but meanwhile, I wanted to just sort of have a look at, uh, a, you know, some of the people um, who have been taking it on the chin for us over this past year. Okay, and I looked, I kind of searched some databases for Sun and Capricorn that had specific degrees associated with the conjunction, which is 20, 21, 22, 23 of Capricorn. And I found people like Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern, Orlando Bloom, a guy by the name of Nat Silver. Um, and this guy is kind of ahead of the curve with what's coming down the pipe. And he wrote a book called The Signal and the Noise, all about pollsters and the mechanics of statistical analysis. And that whole thing kind of went, hmm, that's kind of like what astrologers do is we look at the correlations and we add up the commonalities that keep repeating with certain correlations. Yeah. Um, okay, so these folks have had direct hits from um, this particular big conjunction that happened in January. 
Okay, others like the Queen Elizabeth or Bono or Willie Nelson, Willie Nelson those folks have it on the ascendant. And um, having a major hit happen to your ascendant has a different vibe to it than when it's just to the moon or the sun. Um, it's relative, of course. So, you know, you can't put, uh, let's say, a Capricorn ascendant person next to a Capricorn sun person and have one of them go, you know, mine was worse than yours. Because, of course, it's relative. Where, you know, when you're going through a deep transition in your life, it's personal. You didn't like it. You didn't like it. Can't compare. Okay. So, not to compare. But astrologers do compare. So, and my take has always been that, uh, especially when Pluto is involved, and here we've got both Pluto and Saturn involved, when they go over a person's ascendant at the same time, that to me is one of the biggest challenges that any human can face. And what's interesting too about that is Pluto will not go over everyone's ascendant during the course of their lifetime. Many, many, many will never have that experience. And um, I can say from watching people who have had it that you're really happy that you don't have to go through this. So, um, you know, and when they're in the process, that's not typically when you see the impact. Okay, because um, when Pluto is involved, and of course here we have a double whammy, Pluto and Saturn, it takes a while for the dust to settle and it takes a while for that planet to go back and forth over that degree. Okay, so for some who have had, you know, those early 20 degrees of Capricorn ascendant rising, uh, it's been going back and forth over that since 2019. And it will dip back and get pretty close again in 2021. And so these folks are not done with that process. Okay, so I took two of them, I picked two out and um, to look, you know, to take a deeper dive. And so the two charts that I went for was, the first one was Rush Limbaugh because, well, you'll see when I get to him. <laughs> um, but the other one was the Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth of, of Great Britain. And um, hers is a Capricorn ascendant. And so that is the one I am going to start with. I'm just realizing that I need to set a timer so that I know when to wrap this up. Oh, dear. Let me just set a timer. Um, so I'm going to give it 15 minutes and start. Yeah. Okay. So let's take a close up view. And I can on my video um, share screen. Maybe not. Hmm. Let me just see. Can I share screen? No, I guess only. Well, of course not. Why would I be able to share a screen? No one else is on this with me. <laughs> so there you go. Um, <laughs> so I won't share the screen, but the, the charts of these two folks will be up on the website. And, uh, you know, for you to kind of follow along. And um, I was hoping to do the same myself because, but I'm all on one computer, so I can't do 
can only put so many things up on, um, yeah, up on the screen at one time. Okay. So Queen Elizabeth's chart, it's night chart, which makes Saturn the troublemaker of her chart. And oh, look where it's placed. It is on the MC in Scorpio. Okay, so this woman, um, her life has had um, major significant Scorpionic um, crisis that have happened in her life. Her very beginning of her reign was her father dying, not totally unexpectedly, but unexpectedly. So she, you know, was forced to, you know, take up the mantle of the queen. Um, and over their 70 plus years of reigning, because she's still at it, um, she's seen many other um, significant um, hits, okay, that she has had to pony up with that Saturn. Um, and, you know, so her father dying, the Cold War, the Middle East problems, Falkland Islands, Diana's death. So she must rise to the challenge. She has a Capricorn rising, which is ruled by that Saturn. Her motto just might be, what doesn't kill you makes you more mature and steadfast. And the reason why I kind of pitched it that way. Um, she does have a sun in Taurus and a moon in Leo. So she has a tenacity to stick with the structure, Capricorn. Um, that is her, her role and, and her legacy and, you know, sort of the foundation out of which she has come from. And she will try to maintain that. Okay, to her credit, though, she also has Mars and Jupiter conjoined in Aquarius in her second house. And that, too, is ruled by that same Saturn. So she does have an inkling of the need for future changes. But she's going to want to do it her way. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, okay. So what has happened this year, 2020, the gang of Capricorn conjoined her ascendant, a monumental push for a makeover. Um, that's one way of looking at planets when they go over the ascendant is you literally get to challenge how you are going to be in the world. And that can be on a physical level, uh, just a literal level. Um, but, and in some cases, especially when Pluto's involved in going over the ascendant, I've often seen it as a sense of one life begins and one life ends. And yeah, um, she's quite elderly, so, and this process, like I say, probably won't totally complete until the end of next year. So, um, you know, what all has been happening? Um, and is there a matchup with the internal timing? Okay, so she's in a 10th house perfection, moving to 11th house perfection because her birthday's in the summer of 2020. Okay, so she started 2020 in a 10th house how she appears to the world and her position. Um, the 11th house is more about how she's situated in community. Okay, so in her fairly illustrious community would have been put on notice. But that brings in that Mars-Jupiter that I just talked about, which is in Aquarius. And so this is a different style for Saturn. And um, and in modern day, as a shout out to Jill, uh, this 
the mod some modern astrologers still have Uranus as the co-ruler of uh, Aquarius. And so the future she knows is coming and she knows change. But um, yeah, so that sort of backs up what the big conjunction is doing. Okay, so the queen has not been visible. And that's not uncommon with a Pluto transit, right? You know, the intensity is such that people typically do withdraw. Okay, and obviously, for obvious reasons, COVID and her age. So behind closed doors, I bet things are radically changing. From a zodiacal releasing perspective, she's on a level one and level two of, a, of peak periods. Um, and so it's very active. Dang, you know, but she's elderly. Okay, so these are the kinds of things that 2020 handed her. First, her grandson leaves his job, takes his wife, you know, goes, nope, not interested in being royal anymore. Okay, fairly major blow. Her husband has a car accident. Ah, not good. Then in the summer, her son gets exposed as having hung out with the sex offender Epstein in his little, you know, island romp. Okay. And of course, the country is tackling COVID. Now, does that sound like Pluto-Saturn conjunction on your ascendant? I think maybe. <laughs> so that's what it can look like when it gets up close and personal. And another way that I put this is it's almost like wherever Pluto is, is where people who get that direct connection, and I'm talking about conjunctions here more than the other uh, oppositions or squares, this is where the leading edge of humanity is walking and you get thrust out to the front edge. Okay, so ergo, what that also means is that there are no answers that you can look back to because this is, this is where life is arising and you need to meet it um, cleanly in the sense of just show up for who you are really. And so what Pluto does, of course, is it gets rid of all the junk that's in between. Okay, enough of Pluto. Now, the next chart that I looked at was, um, I mean, Rush Limbaugh is somebody that I think had his kind of main heyday in the sunlight, probably closer to the beginning of Trump's um, presidentship down in the States. He's... Um, Sort of like the Howard Stern, which is kind of interesting because Howard Stern has also got a Capricorn circuit that got dinged, uh, Sun in Capricorn as well. Um, and uh, both these guys are noted for their very controversial outspokenness. And so, you know, when his chart came up as being a candidate for this, I thought, hmm, okay, I'll have a look at it. And the further I got into his chart, I was like, oh my, OMG, I think is the phrase the kids use now. Okay, so he was a surprise. And, um, and so it is his son. His son is at 21 degrees of Capricorn. And so on the 12th, when that was when the major conjunction literally 
happened. Okay, so I'm cruising through his bio just to get familiar with what, what if anything, um, has been noted in his life. And this was one of the passages that I read. Okay, Limbaugh was diagnosed with advanced lung cancer on January the 20th of 2020, after first experiencing shortness of breath on the 12th of January. This is the actual date of the conjunction. He announced the diagnosis on air during his radio show on the 3rd of February, conceding that he would miss airtime to undergo treatment. He stated that he planned to continue the program as normal, competently as he could while undergoing treatment. And I thought, holy doodles, you know, because stage four is that's, hmm, you know, people do recover from that. And I wish him all the best in his battle with that. But it was just like, oh, wow, that's just too right on the money. Okay, but you know, so then I proceeded to just go into his chart. And the further I got into this chart, it's a chart. And it's the kind that astrologers oogle over just because it is so wild. Okay, so let's take a closer look at his chart. Um, it's a day chart. Okay, his son is in uh, the 12th house, which, and that's not a good position for the son. Um, and he has Aquarius rising. So that is also ruled by the Saturn, which is part of that conjunction of Pluto and Saturn. Okay, so it will affect the way he presents himself. Uh, but his Saturn is exalted. It's in Libra and in the ninth. Do I have an opinion? Why Rush Limbaugh? You definitely have an opinion. Okay, so in a day chart though, Saturn is supposedly more manageable. Okay, you're able to, you know, add some discipline in there to, you know, be mature. Anyway, so, okay, why the kind of rhetoric? Well, let's go a little bit further in. And before I move on from Saturn, oh, I noticed that it is going stationary direct. It literally stopped. You know, he was born on the day that it's stationed in the sky within a couple of hours. That elevates the Saturn, okay? Putting it in Libra, making it exalted, it also being stationed. Um, it's up high in the chart, so it's going to be very visible. He is actually somebody that people will pay attention to, even though his rhetoric gets challenged all the time, but people will listen, okay? So in his ascendant, okay, co-present there in that Aquarius is Venus and Mars, detached and in control. Now that Venus, it's in a Saturn sign, is doing that mutual reception with that Saturn. So it's elevating both of them, okay? Um, and the Venus-Saturn contributes to his popularity. My truth, my way. <laughs> Yeah, that could be his tagline. Okay. Now, the Mars that's there is no sh schmuck either. Okay. That Mars is opposite Pluto. And I, I often see the combination of Mars and Pluto um, as big sticks in the park. And uh, what I mean by that is 
um, Pluto gives you access to, you know, the deepest energetic in, you know, the human. Okay, it's power. Um, Mars is our ability to be aggressive. So you put Mars and Pluto together and you get a big stick. Now, in the opposition, um, it's not as strong as a conjunction. The conjunction of Saturn or of Pluto and Mars is the biggest stick in the park and the hardest to manage in a healthy way, I would say. The opposition means that you could easily go back and forth between recognizing who has the power. Is it you? No, it's not you. It's someone else to, you know, fighting with power, Mars, you know, the, the opposition. Um, is not as strong and not as big a stick, but it puts power and control issues up front and center. Okay, so obviously with Mars in Saturn or ruled by Saturn, that that is going to be part of what he deals with. And oh, look, it forms a T-square to guess what? He has Scorpio on the 10th. And so that's ruled by that Mars. Um, and so to play in the world, to be seen as a player, you know, in quotes, player with some power and a voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, this is quite a chart. Now, the sun is co-present with, okay, so that's that Capricorn sun in the 12th with Mercury, but there's enough distance Mercury is at the very beginning of the sign and the sun is in the late degrees of Capricorn. So it's not under the beams. This Mercury can act independent of the sun. And guess what? It too is stationary. It's stationary about to go retrograde though. So in theory, during the course of his life, he should be reconsidering exactly what that Saturn, okay, up there in the ninth house is going on about. And of course, these two are square, <laughs> so they're tied together. <laughs> okay, so that whole 12th house, squaring that Saturn, self-undoing, lots of enemies, lots of people calling him out on his lies, etc. But it's almost like with the Mars-Pluto, hey, I'm up for this. I like this idea. Okay, so his other personal planets just take this huge step back because what has he got? He has moon in Pisces, huh? <laughs> you know, so we got this, this huge persona out front, right? And then hidden behind that is a moon in Pisces with the benefic of the second favor, Jupiter, conjoining it. Okay, they're in the second house. And I suspect if you actually walked up and met him in person, you'd probably like him because Pisceans is sort of like the big, perfect hug. Oh, dear. What a combination. Okay, so the question is, why did the conjunction on his son be, like it sounds like, almost totally about the physical incarnation? Okay, so let's take a little bit of a back step and look at what other timing is affecting here. Okay, so he too is in a 10th house perfection, which is ruled by that Mars. Um, and so it's, you know, how energy is part of it, if I look at it just strictly from a physical side. Um, he is in a level one uh, Aquarius of this is zodiacal releasing, and that's supposed to be about endings. And in terms of 
you know, his subjective experience, it's one of the hardest levels to be in. And that is backed up by um, a level two Capricorn, which is a peak period on a level two. And that is also challenged, you know. So unfortunately, his internal timing is, you know, kind of contributing into the toughness of this diagnosis. And unfortunately, coming up on the horizon on a level two is a loosening of the bonds in August of 2021. Um, and that's not a good thing. <laughs> not when you're dealing with something as severe as cancer. Um, and so, but a loosening of the bonds is a major shift in direction. And so one can hope that he beats it, but his life will change at that point. Okay, so I wasn't really able to answer the question of why the body, but because this chart is so wild, um, I will be putting it out there to other astrologers that I know to, for all of us to kind of ponder, hmm, you know, uh, what is this chart saying? And um, exactly why that, that conjunction on the sun, um, in the 12th house okay so from a hellenistic perspective typically you look at the fourth and the sixth yeah those are usually contributed you know the ones that are highlighted when it's getting to the end of a person's life um, or if you know they die sort of unexpectedly or early um not necessarily the 12th it is self-undoing and so it could be just you know, if I dig deeper into his bio, I may discover that, you know, taking care of his health has not been a priority. That could be it. You know, he may be a longtime smoker. That part, I don't know. But anyway, we will, I know for sure, come back to this chart and um, take another dive into it just because it is so wild. But in the meantime, I, for the remainder of this particular episode, I did take a look at the upcoming year forecast for Capricorns who have their uh, birthday right now. And um, also for people who, um, if you don't know your birth time, then the houses that I refer to, refer to will be connected with a sun sign style forecast. Um, and if you have um, the ascendant in Capricorn, then the houses will fit. Okay. Um, and you are likely to have the experiences that I do note there. Okay. So of course, I'll start with Pluto. Um, and I kind of go with the slowest planet down to the faster ones as I go through this. So, you know, Pluto has been, as I've said, trucking through Capricorn since 2008. Um, and as I also said earlier, you're on the leading edge of human evolution. Um, and so it'll be the mopping up is for those who were born late, late in the sign of Capricorn. So if you have a sun between 22 and 26 of Capricorn, this is your pivot year where Pluto will be hitting directly, but obviously without everybody else helping out. <laughs> so I suspect, although for you personally, you may think it's now, nah, this is pretty damn intense. But, you know, the folks last year, they're the ones that really got hammered. Okay. 
So um, if it's your ascendant, this is the ultimate makeover and you can literally end a life and start a new life. Okay, that's entirely up to you and it is possible. Okay, now Jupiter and Saturn, yay, by now, while Jupiter is still, I think, in the last degrees of Capricorn, but Saturn has left the building, <laughs> the building being Capricorn, yay, and has moved on to Aquarius. Now, they are both ruled by Saturn. So my suspicion is, is Capricorns may still experience, um, you know, that's that Saturnian aspect in their life in where, you know, for the year of 2021, they're going to have to be more mature than they want to be. Um, but unless you've got personal planets in Aquarius, then it's, you know, it's going to be not as intense because Aquarius and Capricorn can't see each other. Okay. So, but you will be in on the ground floor of establishing a new status quo. Okay, because we are in the process of moving from that earth sign 200 year to an air sign 200 year. Um, yeah. And also, of course, if you are a Capricorn with a Saturn in Aquarius, then this will either be your first Saturn return or your second Saturn return. And that always is a pivotal year in most people's lives in which, um, uh, yeah, you get to assess. Typically, the way I put Saturn returns is it's an assessment of the reality in your life. And you are setting up the context that you want to uh, agree to. Yep, I want this structure. I want this partner. I want this job. Or no, I don't want this job, this structure, or this person. And uh, with that kind of a clean reality test from Saturn, you can make changes in the upcoming year. And so Saturn return folks for the first one, those born um, February 1991 to May of 1993 or July of 1993, all the way through to January of 1994. You are the folks coming into your first Saturn return. Second Saturn return, folks born between January of 1962 and March of 1964. Then again, September 1964 to December of 1964. And so, you know, that's the group. For you, it's the switch from being out there with the movers and shakers to being um, moving on to mentorship. Um, and so it's a review of, did I accomplish what I wanted to accomplish during my working life? Um, if you did, then it's a jumping off point to bigger and better things for some, for others. It's uh, coming to terms with what didn't happen. So it can be a tough year for some. Um, and one thing to keep in mind that I have seen is that in your in the next cycle that's coming up, you are more available as a mentor to those who are pre their first Saturn return. Quite a quite an awesome place to be. Okay, so um, 
uh, what have I got here? Okay, so Capricorn will want to re-entrench, of course, in 2021, but yeah, I don't recommend that. Uh, day charts, folks will find this challenging and productive. Okay, they'll be able to kind of get with the new program. Night chart folks will have their work cut out for them. To ignore the reality of what has changed is not recommended. Okay, now Jupiter itself is going to cruise through all of Aquarius in 2021. It does leave Pisces um, briefly in the spring, I think it is, yeah. Um, but it will leave Pisces permanently, or, or Aquarius, and into Pisces on December the 28th. Now, Jupiter is not strongly placed in Aquarius. Um, it does always does better in mutable signs, fire and water. Um, and so not likely to contribute a lot to um, the Capricorn area of your life. Okay. Now, when Jupiter does hit Pisces, though, yeah, that's much better. And um, there will be uh, definitely beneficial opportunities, but they must be vetted. Remember, Neptune is still there. Um, okay, so now Neptune itself, he's been in his home turf of Pisces since 2011, doesn't leave until the 2025. This is the third house, if your sun sign, don't know your birth time or your ascendant. Um, and so travel, yeah, doing foreign things, yeah, maybe not so much. <laughs> okay, this is a sextile to Capricorn, keeping a clear grip on reality as the only way forward can be a very real struggle if your Jupiter is not happy in your chart, okay? For 2021, those born between January the 8th to January the 13th, you can expect maximum effect this year. Okay, so keeping a grip on real reality, highly recommended. Okay, Uranus has been in Taurus since 2018. He will leave Taurus in 2025. This is your fifth house, yeah. Um, and uh, so this is disruptions vis-a-vis -vis creativity, children, you know, if your ascendant is Capricorn. Okay, um, Capricorn can work well with Taurus, but not so much Uranus. Unexpected eruptions have been the norm since 2018, and clinging to past strategies will still be challenged for a while longer, unless you are the agent of that shakeup. Uh, so folks born between December 27th and January 14th will get a personal visit from Uranus, okay? Yeah, so you need to revolutionize your creative output or you need to do something different with your kids. Hmm. Okay, so the fast guys. Okay, so first one I look at is Mars. And of course, Mars has been a real thorn in the side of Capricorns. Um, he has been in uh, Aries since uh, the end of June, I think it was, yeah. Um, and he will leave, yay, in January. Um, he was exalted in Capricorn, uh, but the square, nah, not so much, not so much. 
Um, I suspect that uh, until Mars leaves Aries, your temper will continue to be tested. But in January, it's like, ah, oh, we get a break. Yay. Okay. Now, unfortunately, when he leaves Aries, he does go into Taurus. So um, this is your fifth house, which we were just talking about with Uranus. Okay. This Mars can help you get stuff done. Yeah. But when he teams up with Uranus, ouch. Okay, so the dates, the, the timings for who is going to get maximally whacked by Mars Uranus, that'll be the folks born December 27th through January the 14th. Um, unexpected creative issues could crop up. Um, yeah, so you should flag uh, January 20th, um, 2021. That's the week that should be flagged. Okay. Now. March 3rd, uh, Mars moves into Gemini. As rule, Capricorn does not take much notice of Gemini because it cannot see it. This is your sixth house. So if you do have an effect, it would be health and day-to-day -day activity. Uh, Mars and Cancer, obviously, opposite Capricorn. Um, and so not a standoff. Mm -hmm. Compromises are required. That is the best bet. And yeah, okay. Mars in uh, moves, it leaves Cancer for Leo on June the 11th. This is the eighth house. Leo also does not see Capricorn for seven to eight weeks, a dumb note. So bonus, unless of course you have eighth house issues going on, which would be, you know, taxes, death, that type of stuff. <laughs> okay, so days to be mindful, though, of disruptions will be when Mars squares Uranus, which is the 6th, or pardon me, the 2nd of July to the 3rd, um, and it's at 13 to 14 degrees of fixed signs. Okay, now Mars moves into Virgo in July on the 29th. August will come in with an opportunity to get detailed work done. Virgo likes Capricorn and getting a job done correctly with the right action is possible. Okay, Mars in Libra, September 14th is when he arrives there. Libra squares Capricorn. My way or the highway runs into other people's agenda. Remember, you are not separate, respect is required okay so that bit of nastiness shifts uh mars in scorpio october 30th okay scorpio can give power to capricorn and energetically its intensity is alluring just remember karma is real you don't want to be clouding things that you really shouldn't clout Okay, so that goes on until December the 13th when Mars goes into Sag. The holiday season, it can be the usual bah humbug for you next year. Um, and then coming around to those who have late um, January Capricorn birthdays, Mars will be joining you and offering you actually, because it'll show up in your solar return, uh, lots of energy for 2022. Okay, I need to just check um, my time again and see how I'm doing. Okay, oh yeah, I got lots of time, 17, 18 minutes. Okay, so the next one that I looked out for the Capricorns is Venus. 
And currently Venus is in Sagittarius. It's a bit of a dumb note because Sag sits right next to Capricorn, so not really visible. Uh, Venus in Capricorn, though, starts January the 8th, an opportunity to hang out with your peeps. Okay, and that really kind of continues through when Venus gets to Aquarius, February the 1st. You can work with these folks, you really can. Okay, Venus goes into Pisces on February the 25th. This is your third house. This energy feels supportive, if a little out there. The spirit of, question mark, comes in the door on March the 13th. That's Venus conjunct Neptune. Um, yeah, it could be just a really pleasant week with folks, or you could get glamorized, which is not really a good thing sometimes. Okay, Venus moves into Aries, uh, March 21st. Working with other means you must respect what they bring to the table. Try not to make that time frame too contentious. And that lasts until April 14th when Venus moves into Taurus. Getting people who will get the job finished. Best supporters ever. They have your back. Okay, and that lasts through until May the 8th when Venus goes into Gemini. Again, like Sagittarius, bit of a dumb note. Venus in Cancer. Okay, this is the balancing act uh, from June to June 2nd to June 26th. Compromise, balance is required in face-to-face -face relationships. Okay, Venus in Leo starts June 26th. Again, probably a dumb note. Um, yeah, unless you're actually having to pay attention to some drama that may walk in. Um, yeah. Uh, Venus and Virgo. Uh, this is your ninth house. Starts in July 21st. Capricorn can totally appreciate a job well done. Be of service should be reciprocal with those Virgo style folks. Okay, Venus goes into Libra, August 15th. Respect of others is absolutely required from you now until September 10th when Venus moves into Scorpio. Powerful allies can be a really good thing, but choose wisely. And that's between September 10th and October 7th when uh, Venus goes into Sag again. Kind of a dumb note. Okay, Venus in Capricorn. Now, this starts um, a really long period of time because Venus will station in Capricorn. And so this lasts right on through till I think the first week of March. And so um, figuring out who's on your team, who carries the same sense of responsibility. Um, you don't really want to get into who's the boss kind of thing, uh, but that could happen. Um, and so the way I put it here was who is your tribe? And you will go through a period of reevaluation um, and take your time with that um, until Venus goes direct, which I will probably talk about, um, you know, next year around that time. Um, yeah, reshuffling will be happening. Okay. Now, the last guy that I talk about in these yearly forecasts are Mercury retrogrades. Um, for some, they can be, don't even notice them. For others, ah, I might notice this. 
Okay, so the first one up is uh, from uh, January the 30th till February the 20th. Uh, we have uh, Mercury going retrograde in Aquarius. They're both ruled by Saturn, so you will likely notice this retrograde, um, and they will be typically irritating and challenging. Now, the one that happens later on in the year from May the 29th to June the 22nd, this is in Gemini, likely not even going to notice it. But the last one, which is September the 26th to October the 18th, this one you will likely notice. The usual Mercury retrograde effects will be up and happening. They will be irritating and definitely challenging. This is a square. And so you might want to flag this on a calendar as a time frame that, um, that you want to just note that, okay, um, patience, and we can always rethink it, redo it, reevaluate it, all of the rewords that typically go with Mercury retrograde. Okay, folks, well, um, this may be what I end up putting up on, uh, definitely on my website, um, might be what goes up on the radio. Um, and so if it does, I will do the proper sign off here. Um, but I'm hoping that I get some technical help and because the audio here at the studio, of course, is way better than the audio um that i can do here on this computer but this might be it okay in case it does go up on the radio station you have been listening to cjmp 90.1 fm powell rivers community radio station and thank you for listening and we will see you for the end of the year and the forecast for 2021 thank you and Take care.